with the 103rd episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Entner. How you doing, Roger? Hey, I'm, I'm fantastic. Terrific. So I thought we could start today by doing a little bit of a quick recap on Q2. I know going into Q2, you had made some pretty bold predictions, and I thought we could revisit kind of what happened in Q2 and just do a little bit of a market update. Well, we said that AT&T would win in, in phone net ads, that T-Mobile would win in total net ads, and that Verizon on the consumer side would lose customers. And that's what happened. And I think pretty much this quarter will be a repeat and some of last quarter. Telecom or wireless in specific has a tremendous amount of inertia and nothing changes until something substantial changes. The welcome and limited plans from what you know we can see are not getting a lot of consumer resonance. And so things are not happy from what I can see in, in Basque and Ridge. Right. So the question is, how much longer will this continue? The, the one, I think, big thing of note this quarter that is happening, but it's probably happening a little bit too late, is the iPhone launch, right? So we know the announcement's happening on September 7th, and I believe the launch is on the 16th. So that's typically not going to be enough time to really turn around a quarter if there is a big movement there in terms of you know, promotions or incentives, et cetera. Well, it, if if Verizon would go really in swinging, they could make up a lot of way in in these two weeks. I would expect a very heavy promotional activity, right? Mm-hmm. The question is how promotional some of the players feel over the others. Well, I think one of the things that, and I know you've done a lot of work on this when you model out, you know, kind of share of gross ads and churn and things like that, the kind of driver of, of I think what's problematic on the Verizon side is, is I don't think they're currently getting what they would call their fair share of gross ads. Right. And then, until they fix that, there's really not a lot they can do. Right. Absolutely. And, um, their so guys, uh, which is share of gross ads is, significantly below of where it should be. They're, they're like 3-4% below where, where they should be, which is massive in this market, right? And, and so they don't have this flagship offer that, that brings people in the stores. And I think like Welcome Unlimited was a little bit too little too late. They, they look at it from a you know, a more budget offer, but it was so budget that some of the straight talk offers are better. The visible plans are better at, at, the, at similar price points. And then why do you go to go to Verizon when you can get the Verizon network for, for less? And at the same time, when we look at prepaid, Verizon lost several hundred thousand customers, predominantly from straight talk. 
Well, it has to be predominantly from Straight Talk, right? Because that's where the vast majority of their prepaid that's customers are. the vast majority are. is. Right. At the same time, you know, you have, you know, I love the Verizon people dearly, but it looks like that the only thing they can do is premium. And they even make prepaid premium. And then it's no longer their weapon for the more budget conscious people. And one would think that in a time of, of high inflation and budgets getting tight, prepaid wouldn't lose customers, right? Especially when you look at AT&T and, uh, and T-Mobile who are gaining in prepaid. So, well, I think, I think it'll be interesting. I think one of the things that T-Mobile has done that we haven't seen Verizon do yet, but they may at some point is, you know, this whole idea of, of promoting people from prepaid to postpaid and, you know, T-Mobile reports it every quarter and, you know, hundreds of thousands of people because they've paid their bills on time and, and, you know, fit the profile of a, of a postpaid customer. They kind of, they don't really do a, a credit check, but they, basically promote those folks to postpaid and give them postpaid offers. And it's smart, right? Because the postpaid offers are better than prepaid offers. Generally. But it's nothing new. When I worked at the Yankee Group, like 2002 or so, I worked together with Converges and, and wrote a report at the time that showed that the moment a prepaid customer pays for 12 months on a recurring payment plan without a hiccup, the, the default risk becomes independent of the credit score, meaning, you know, basically people don't wait for 12 months to rip off a carrier, right? right. So T-Mobile is doing to, to great success. I'm wondering why the others are not doing it because the evidence is out there, it, and it's even old evidence. It's twenty-year-old research that shows that. Well, Roger, you, you may be twenty years ahead of your time because the other carriers haven't done this yet, right? Yeah. And, you know, I, we did some research on this fairly recently when we looked at you know how important people view different types of bills. Right. And you know, mortgage for most mortgage and rent for most people is number one. Power is number two. Number four is actually mobile. Right. Like you cannot exist in the modern world without a, a wireless phone, more or less. Right. And for most people, that's that's the truth. Right. And so the idea that somebody's going to kind of risk not being able you know, get a call for a new job or, or get in touch with their kids or anything of that nature, I think, is preposterous. Right. So I, I do think that the Verizon's and AT&T's of this world should think about what T-Mobile's done in terms of kind of promoting people into postpaid because I think it does make sense and the numbers do play out. Even Dish should look at it. They have a, a an ailing boost customer base and they're they are building their, their Dish postpaid offer. Why not migrate them over, right? I think it probably will get worse before it gets better. Yeah, heads will roll if we have another negative quarter on consumer nets in Basking Ridge, and that would be, un I mean, two quarters in a row would, was unprecedented in Q2. Yeah. On the consumer side, three quarters is going to be ugly. And I and I hope it, that's not the case, right? But it looks like it. It's but like, it might be, yeah. And what will be really interesting is when we look into next year, right? We are seeing evidence that the unlimited new new to the category ads that we saw last year 
is drying up, right? The first six months, if we take out the adjustments to the base, the industry had no growth in terms of subscribers. So this is so you're referring to the 3G decommission, right? So AT&T and T-Mobile bo- both shed hundreds of thousands of customers as they decommissioned their 3G networks. They did not count them in their kind of normal operational numbers. They're there as a footnote. But if you back those out, the point that you're making is that there is no growth. There is no growth. And Verizon hasn't shut down its 3G network. That comes at the end of the year. So we might, when you look at it with clear eyes, we might not have growth in terms of subscribers this year. Also, when you look towards next year, at six and seven million net ads, you know, everybody is a winner. When you go down to four, three million net ads, things get ugly for some folks. And it's not riding high. So it will be interesting to see. But, you know, the the days of like unlimited growth, at least in the first two quarters, have come to an end. Okay. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how consumers feel vis-a-vis inflation and the economy and everything else. I think there's a lot of different ways it could go in the second half of the year. But right now, if things kind of go where they continue to go, uh, there are definitely going to be winners and losers. So a couple other news items I thought we want, we could cover here, both in terms of Starlink, right? So first of which, the FCC announced recently that Starlink and LTD will not be eligible for RDOF money. And then secondly, Starlink and T-Mobile announced a partnership for coverage that kind of exists beyond the terrestrial network footprint. Which one of these do you want to cover first? Well, let's start with the FCC. So the FCC basically said to Starlink, look, the moment you add customers to this, you can no longer provide, or we don't think we can. you can no longer provide 100 megabits per second. So no money for you. And with LTD, they said basically, we don't believe your numbers make sense and you can actually finance this. So this is a major problem because... Millions and millions of people were supposed to be covered with 100 megabits or faster speeds with RDOF money. So it's not going to be distributed. So who is going to get to provide these people with rural broadband? And how long will it take until this money gets redistributed? Does this have to get realigned? Or does the bidding process have to get restarted for this? Will there be lawsuits? Of course, there will be lawsuits. You know, how long will this take? So this is pretty ugly. But what's really interesting is that basically within weeks of the FCC saying, Starling, you're not going to be fast enough, Starling and T-Mobile say like, oh, we're going to be fast, right? We're going to provide this. uh, There will be no more dead spots. So Don, you put this very succinctly, right? Yeah, so I mean, I think, you know, it's requires a satellite with a larger antenna that hasn't been launched yet that needs to go into a rocket that's larger that hasn't been launched yet. And it's a couple years away. I think there's value here in the sense that if you're stuck out 
in the wilderness, save in the desert somewhere where there isn't a terrestrial network that you have access to. This will allow you to use T-Mobile's mid-band spectrum to contact a satellite and send a text message. Elon said during the announcement that it could initially take up to 30 minutes, so it's not necessarily instantaneous. But I do think it's interesting and, and notable that you know existing devices that operate on mid-band spectrum will be able to leverage this technology when it comes out. When it comes out, how fast it is, where it's available, and there's a whole another question about kind of whether or not this will be compatible in other parts of the world outside of the U.S., I, I think is a question, but it's not going to be, you know, streaming high definition content uh, outside of the the network footprint. But here's the thing, the FCC has been petitioned by two other parties for the last two years to allow this mixed use. And the FCC has not decided yet. So there's no FCC permissioning for this either, right? So a lot of things have to come together for this to work. Now, there are some some trials that we're aware of where some of them have gotten 100 megabits per second with similar technology, different and different satellites. So it has kind of promised. But, you know, what's really interesting is Starlink and T-Mobile are very bullish on this and the FCC is not, right? So that gives me a little bit room for pause. Well, and I think that the current the current vision right now is more aligned with you know something like you know search and rescue than it is coverage beyond you know making phone calls to your mom when you're outside of the coverage footprint of a network or entertaining your children on top of Mount Washington, right? So we haven't we haven't solved universal connectivity yet. No, and it's going to be difficult, right? And it, it, I think the problem is actually to get all the gains in into the handset and the transmission and reception the, the satellite can is, is i think less of a problem but you know in a couple of weeks we have peter risavi here who will talk with us in, in more detail about that cool all right well uh that's i think a good place to stop it we'll talk to you next week talk to you next week